Hi, this is Nara Bonafidi with Good Faith Ministries. Welcome to my podcast, I Was Made for This, where we will be talking about identity, things like finding your real purpose and how God has an awesome plan for your life, discovering who you really are, what you were made for, and becoming who God has created you to be is true freedom. So I invite you to join me as we explore and talk about God's goodness, His unique plan for each of us, and how we can experience victory in our lives. Welcome everyone. This is Nara Bonafidi, and you are listening to I Was Made For This podcast. Thank you for joining me. I am so excited about what we're going to be talking about today, which is identity. I think you all could agree that we have an identity crisis in our world today. And unless your head has been stuck in the sand lately, you know that there are a lot of people who don't know who they are, why they're here, or what their purpose is. I felt the Lord had laid something on my heart, and it's a three-part series titled, Wake Up, Stand Up, and Speak Up. So I'm going to start with Wake Up. One of the scriptures that has really spoken to me is found in Esther 4.14. I love this story because God used a woman who was strong, bold, and knew who she was and what she was made for. In the Amplified Version, Esther 4.14 says this, For if you remain silent at this time, liberation and rescue will arise for the Jews from another place. And you and your father's house will perish since you did not help when you had the chance. And who knows whether you have attained royalty for such a time as this and for this very purpose. You know, Esther was given an assignment and it was to save a nation, her people. I want to pause here for just a moment and ask, what is your I was created for this moment. What is your purpose for this time that we are living in? It is so exciting to me, this adventure of faith that we are on as believers. We have to trust. This story about Esther inspires and encourages me because I have an assignment from God. Now, It may not be going before a king and risking your life and saving a whole people group, but it is important if that is the assignment or purpose God gave to me. Just like it's vitally important that you know God's plan for you, which is good, and to have your assignment from him. I like to think of it like this. Um, I like to watch some sports. And a little sidebar here, okay, just a little sidebar. How about those Texas Rangers? Hey, they're going to the World Series. Yay. I didn't get to watch the game the other night, but I did get to see some of the celebration afterwards. And having gone to one of the games and following them on their journey to the World Series has been kind of fun, actually. But anyway, I played basketball growing up. I was involved in sports. And when the coach tapped me on the shoulder and said, get in the game, I went into the game. I had practiced, I was in shape physically, I was mentally prepared, I had the fundamentals down, um, and the plays were like rolling around in my head. I, I was ready. When God taps you on the shoulder and says, it's time, 
then that means you take action. You take up his assignment or his will for you and you move. I realize that some of us get stuck. You know, the cares of this life, the challenges, life events even, and some of them are very serious. They can get in the way of running your race or taking up your assignment. I know it did for me. But the first thing we have to do is wake up. Now, what do I mean when I say wake up? In 1 Peter 5.8, it says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. You guys, in light of what's going on in the world, especially in the Middle East right now, I think I know why the Lord had me meditating on this particular verse. He was saying to me, be awake, aware, and prepared. Not in fear, just awake and aware and prepared. Because God has not given us a spirit of fear, right? But of power, love, and a sound mind. But he also will prepare us, tell us of things to come, and even warn us of things. He leads us and guides us by his precious Holy Spirit. This identity crisis that we're experiencing right now is really nothing like I've ever seen in my lifetime. It's in the news, in our schools, in our churches, in places of worship. It is widespread and it's serious. It's serious. You know, there are even deep fakes, which there are videos that are being made with people who impersonate other people, and you really can't tell the difference. I know I saw one recently of a celebrity, and I didn't know if it was him or not. And he was saying certain things, and it was what they call a deep fake. And I'm going, wow. You know, you could think that was him saying those things and believe it to be true. It was deception. Identity crisis, identity theft, identity confusion, identity attacks really have always existed, right? It's been here since mankind was created. It started in the Garden of Eden, really, when Satan questioned Eve, and then that caused her to doubt who she was and the temptation to be something or someone other than who she was created to be. And then... Adam closely followed, right? Jesus was also attacked by Satan with his identity. Satan said, if you be the son of God. Isn't that kind of how he attacks us? If you are who you say you are, if you think, who do you think you are? Have you ever had that question roll around in your head? Who do you think you are? Well, I have an answer for that. And sometimes I say it out loud, I am a child of God. No weapon formed against me will prosper. I'll, I'll just go down the list of who I am in Christ. But you know, Jesus resisted all the temptation and all of the what-ifs. He did not take the bait from Satan. At the very core of who we are as Christians is the truth, the truth, the real truth that we are made in God's image. We're children of the Most High. And we should never, never, ever doubt who we are in Him. But the problem is, a lot of people don't know much about their identity in Christ. 
And sadly to say, some churches just don't teach that. Their place they hold, their position in Christ, the authority that's available for them through the Word of God, is they're just not aware. And that's a message for a later time. But for now, let's assume most of my audience today, most of you guys know who you are in Christ, but you may be baffled, frustrated, maybe even angry about what is going on in our society and around the world today. But many of us are too busy, too numb, too timid to do or say anything about it. You know, some people I talk to and pray with, they hope that things will just go away or in time get better, we'll get, they'll get better. But we are living in a time where we can no longer ignore and be neutral when it comes to identity and waking up to the reality of things around us. You know, the Lord says, come unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you know not. I ask him of that a lot. And being comfortable, it's not an option anymore. We must step out of our comfort zone. And who likes to do that, right? But we need to wake up and hear and hear the call to action. What is God saying? You know, just a personal testimony here. I had a huge wake-up call back in 2003 when I first learned of the horror and the vastness of human trafficking. I knew a little about it. I'd heard the term, but it wasn't until I read a brochure and saw the face of a young woman in Asia who had been trafficked. That black and white photo on a simple brochure is imprinted in my memory. And what was happening in that part of the world started my journey. I began to understand more about the times we live in and what is going on in this dark, demonic stream of immorality and attacks against humanity, God's creation. I'm telling you this because it woke me up. I have been a Christian for most of my life, and up until that point, I've been somewhat comfortable in my Christianity. I lived in a nice house, in a nice neighborhood, nice clothes, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. And I hadn't lived a life without challenges and some heartaches, but in general, I was happy and somewhat fulfilled. But when God woke me up with the reality of what is going on, I knew that I had to do something. So I woke up. Not to be confused with being woke. There is a difference, right? And this is not what I'm talking about. But I started action. I became an advocate and part of an organization that actually raised awareness about this horrible issue. And this organization actually worked to um, change laws surrounding human trafficking, sex trafficking. Because the laws at that time uh, were ridiculous. I mean, due to the fact that police were actually, or the laws uh, instituted that, they were actually arresting the victims rather than the ones who were guilty of modern-day slavery. So I became active. But first, I had to wake up. So how do we know if we are not awake spiritually or we are unaware of what we need to know? We go to the God source. We inquire of Him. Psalm 2514 in the Message Translation, I love this, God Friendship is for God worshipers. They are the ones 
he confides in. Oh my goodness, he confides in God worshipers. Another translation reads, the counsel of the Lord belongs to those who fear him and his covenant instructs them. Wow, we could just camp there for a minute, couldn't we? And just two on that. It's important what and who our source of information comes from. I encourage you, find a trusted source. But most importantly, go to the God source. One of the things that's on my heart these days is the division and strife in our nation. From the political realm to the churches. This infighting has caused such a division that even a Speaker of the House can't be decided upon. Now, I won't get into the political state that we're in now, but I will address the church because I feel that it affects our identity as the body of Christ and our influence on our society. I happen to be aware, and I'm sure some of you are too, that there are some churches or even church leaders who criticize each other because of petty differences. You know, we're brothers and sisters in the Lord, but because of a few differences, there's division. That's sad. It should not be that way. Unity is the key in fighting an enemy. There's power in numbers. My heart, my heart, is for believers to either agree to disagree or come together on common ground against a common enemy. I know I have done that. I try to find common ground with someone that's of a different denomination or uh, maybe even a different type of doctrine. It doesn't matter as long as there's certain things that the foundation is there. And we are to walk in love with one another, another and show the world that we are a force when we're united. You know, personally, I never want the Lord to have to correct me for causing strife among the brethren. Mm. If you know Jesus, if you love God and see his word as the ultimate truth, then you're fine with me. Let's work together. It is time for the church to wake up. This is not church as usual, nor is it life as usual. We must wake up to the times we're in, and I feel we need to band together. Our identity as the body of Christ matters because people are watching. You know, this subject of identity is very close to my heart because as a minister, I talk with people all the time who get stuck. They really don't know where they're going from here. Then I talk to people who are not born again. They have not yet made that decision to follow Christ, to identify with Him. And their identity is all over the place. <laughs> Let me give you an example. My husband, Ross, and I minister in youth prisons, and, and last week we had a group of young men from the ages of 14 to 18. And I taught on the subject of, guess what, <laughs> identity. Before I got into my message, I asked them to answer just a simple question. I said, what does identity mean to you? Actually, they were kind of stumped. Then I asked, where do you get your identity from? The answers were all over the place. For the few Christians that were present, a couple, and there were a few Christians in there, a couple of them said, from God. 
But the majority said from family and really various other places. So I knew what I had to do. I had to start from the beginning. In the beginning, God created. Then I went into how they are fearfully and wonderfully made. I really got their attention when I asked them, what is it about their identity and their character that they would change so that they would not wind up back in prison? They all looked at me with a blank stare, but I knew their wheels were turning because none of them want to wind up back in prison. And I don't think anyone had ever talked to them about that particular connection. The good news, there were three young men who gave their life to Christ that day, and they'll never be the same. Yay! Their identity changed in that moment. For the one who's listening today who is questioning your identity on all fronts, there's good news for you. You have a God-given identity, and it's good. God is good, and His mercy and His love endures forever. When God created mankind, He said, it's good. For the one who's listening today and you say, I'm a Christian, but things aren't working. I've lost myself. I don't really know who I am anymore or what God's plan is for me. Well, there's good news for you too. You're already established. You have a foundation. And you're in the family of God. And we'll dive deeper into discovering your purpose and your calling and talk about destiny during these podcasts that follow. So, so stay tuned, okay? But for the one who's listening today who's on the fence, my assignment is not to convince you. My assignment is to present truth to you and then you decide. I want to provoke you to think. Listen with your spiritual ear and be drawn to the Word of God, which is the truth. You know, Esther, Queen Esther needed someone to encourage her on her journey. Not necessarily because she lacked courage, but I believe she needed the reassurance from Mordecai that God would go before her. And you know, her cousin Mordecai's motivational speech to her in the line for such a time as this, I think a lot of us can identify with that. It's memorable because we can relate. I believe she was experiencing, I mean, this is just my opinion, she was probably experiencing some apprehension, some hesitation about stepping out because her life was at stake. We'll all face times where we have to overcome fear or doubt. And there's even times when we wonder, why me, Lord? (laughs) Yet God is faithful. He's there to remind us that he's been with us all along. And he will continue to guide and protect us and lead us by his Holy Spirit. You know, as serious as everything is in the world today, I want to encourage you. Perhaps you were created for such a time as this. I believe you were. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's what the word says. You are unique. There is no one else like you. I'm not everybody's person. You're not everybody's person. But together, we can reach many. If we're awake, we'll hear God's voice. We will get unstuck and rise to the occasion, to the assignment. Somebody needs you. Somebody needs you. Somebody needs you to be who God created you to be. 
It could be your immediate family, which it probably is with most of us, but it could even reach further than that. I want to encourage you to allow the Lord to increase your capacity for Him, for the wonderful opportunity of helping someone else to wake up to the reality of things, to discern the times we're in and their part in it. That brings me great joy. When I see someone and the lights go off and you can see it in their eyes, they realize who they are and their part in this wonderful plan that God has for them. You know, maybe you're set. You're doing what God has called you to do. You're being who God requires you to be, and you're living in God's very best for you. That's wonderful. But that doesn't mean that every single thing in your life is perfection. It just means you're in the God flow. He's tapped you on the shoulder, and you're prepared. You're ready to take on your assignment. But if you're not, the first step is to wake up. Wake up. Shake off the sleep, the slumber the numbness of everyday busyness and entertainment ad addiction. Can I get an amen? And become alert, aware, and have a willing heart. Seek his face, his presence, and dive into his word to find out who you are and where you fit in to his plan. Even if you feel you are awake, you might want to check yourself. And let the Lord reveal any area where you've been asleep or ignored or turned a deaf ear to. I know I did. And I don't know about you, but I am learning all the time. We're students, right? I just heard a great, a great message on identity this past Sunday. And here I am teaching on this subject. And I was sitting there taking notes and I wound up with like five pages of notes. I was so encouraged and learned some things I didn't know because it was a different person coming from a different perspective. If you think you know everything about God-given identity, then maybe you don't. <laughs> Just saying. I truly believe that you and I were made for such a time as this. God is putting his people in places, strategic places, because the time is short, and one day we will want him to say, I know this is what I want to hear from from my Father, from my Heavenly Father, for Jesus. Well done, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Mm, that just sounds good when I hear it, when I say it. I've discovered that one of the best ways to be awakened to the things of God, to the purpose of God, and to the plan of God for yourself, you ready for it? Is to get outside of yourself. Have you ever noticed the more you hear someone say, I, the more they are self-focused? Hmm, Selah. Let's ask him for his view on things and his perspective and find his word on everything, present and future. Let's ask him about what is going on in the world today. How does he see it? What does the word say about it? about what's going on in your world and how you can wake up to his truth about the state of the nation, which we should be praying about and engaged in, the world, the identity crisis, and your life. He'll open your eyes to see. 
You know, it's like waking up in the morning and the sun is shining brightly through that window glass and the smell of coffee is in the air. For those of you that like coffee, your spiritual senses will come alive. You'll begin to see things through his lens. And if you ask him to, he will make you aware of things in your life and your family's life that will help you to pray, to stand, to overcome the evil. We know the evil that is present in our day. I can hardly wait to share with you about standing up next week. It's going to be good. And I'm going to let you in on, on some people that I consider my faith heroes, people who are standing up and speaking up for the truth. Because after you wake up of a morning, what do you do? You stand up. I want to leave you with this encouraging word. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 through 14 says, Be alert. Stand firm in the faith. Be brave. Be strong. And let all that you do be done in love. Don't forget to invite others to subscribe to this podcast, okay? So until next week, God bless you. And I pray that you are awake, alert, and walking in God's very best for your life today.